If there is one thing I've come to realize is that many mothers are not told enough about who they are or what they can actually do. I am Dr. Duny. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and the host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And this show is where we come talking about what we experience as mothers, the good, the bad, the ugly. We also talk about practical ways that which we could employ, incorporate into our lives to improve our well-being of mind, body, soul, and spirit. So if you're here listening to me, you're in the right place. Welcome, stay tuned, grab your favorite drink, and have a good listen. Motherhood is beautiful, and I do not regret the sleepless nights, the aches, whenever I look at my children and see them smiling, happy, joyful. We have a laugh together. We crack jokes together. They play around with me. Those are the moments that we live for as mothers. And I want us to recognize that because whenever we see ourselves in a situation whereby we are probably overwhelmed, we're struggling, we are thinking, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? Many times we forget that we are really meant to be doing what we are doing. And not only that, that as we are progressing as mothers, we are growing in ourselves. I had a coach who works with parents, especially parents who struggle with taking care of their children, supporting their emotional well-being, and also talks about our inner child as well. So this coach was talking about how many times the way we parent our children is a reflection of the stage of where our inner child is. So in the place where our inner child is afraid or angry, we might say, I do not want this to happen to my child, and we start to parent in that way. That level of parenting sometimes happens unconsciously because it's so ingrained into our subconscious and unfortunately expresses itself in so many forms, sometimes debilitating forms. And so we need to be aware of that. And that's the reason why today's episode is all about the thoughts and the words that we need to express to mothers. You might have that hidden somewhere in your subconscious. It might be at the forefront of your mind. But sometimes you might need to hear it from someone or think about it a bit more deeply. And the first thing, which is a thought, is when you are, of course, as a mother, people perhaps think that you need to do everything for everybody. And that is a thought. That thought, unfortunately, is not a empowering thought. It's one that if you could... Let it go. Let go of it like a hot piece of charcoal because it's going to burn you and it's going to burn you out. So thinking, oh, I have to do everything for everyone. I'm the mother, so I'm everything to everyone is the kind of thing that gets many mothers overwhelmed and burnt out. And I've seen that many times. I myself got to a point where I was trying to juggle so many things. And then it got to a point I said, you know what? I can't be everything to everyone and I cannot be everything to even one person at all times. You see, there's a bit of a difference there. 
not being everything to everyone and also not being everything to everyone to someone at all the time because sometimes you might think oh i can't say no to my children of course you can of course you can say no to any request from anybody you say no to yourself so many times this is a time for you to say yes to you say no to someone and if you feel uncomfortable with no I would advise that you go to the episode on the Wellbeing for Mothers show where I talk about the power of no. That is such a powerful episode. So go there and listen to it because it's so, so empowering. Having said that, if you are struggling with no, one very important thing you can also say is not yet. So you might not go from saying yes all the time to saying no very smoothly without feeling uncomfortable and having guilt and fear and worry that you are letting people down. So if you need a transition, a good phrase is not yet. Okay. Having said that, that first thought that helps you not to burn yourself is something we need to bear in mind. Another very important thought I'd like to share with us, especially as mothers, is that thought that we are supposed to give always we are supposed to do always i want us to recognize that the words doing the words given they show an external action that you are embarking on that you are taking part in that is an expression from your outward experience. Doing is something that people can see and observe you, that you are doing. Giving, of course, they can see you giving, or sometimes they might even be the recipients of what you're giving. There is one important thought I want us to start to think about, and that is the thought of being. I came across this amazing um Quotes and it says, before you can do, you need to be. I'm going to say that again. Before you can do, you need to be. That is so powerful. And whenever you think about that, where, when you think about doing things, we do not pay close attention that there has to be a moment of stillness, a moment of calm, a moment of observation, a moment of perhaps meditation to be in a state, to learn from the process, to imbibe the um, circumstances that are around to allow us to perform. And because we do not recognize that and express that, unfortunately, it comes out with us just giving and doing and not knowing that we need to be. One of the key elements that occurs when we are in a state of being is that we are aware, we are open, and we are, re- we are receiving. As mothers, we are women who are recognizing such an amazing process. We are great receivers as women. And there are some of us I know I struggled with this a lot and I'm still in the process of recovering from it. 
I struggled with receiving things. I wanted to be the giver, the nurturer, the person who is providing. But as women, we need to also learn to be as gracious receivers as we are, or as gracious givers, we need to learn to be gracious receivers. So let's practice that muscle of receiving by being. Sometimes when we put something on our list, we're going to do this one, two, three. We need to stop and say, okay, I have all these three things to do. In between, I'm going to take a few moments to just be. You never know. There might just be someone who says, oh, um, do you want to get that done? Let me get it for you, done for you. Pause. Don't just say no, default. Mm-mm. Pause and say thank you. Because when you are in that moment of being, people start to come and want to help you. People start to come and resources start to flow in. It's unbelievable. It's almost like a universal law because when you state that you want to be in that being state, when you are in that presence, guess what? Things work together for your good. So when you are being, you are refilling your cup. When you are being, you're nurturing yourself. When you are being, you are filling yourself up so that you have more than enough to pour out to other people around you. So those are a couple of thoughts I just want to leave with you in relation to our role as mothers and in relation to our lovely um, journey of motherhood. Now, the second set of things I'd like to share with you are some words. There is this lovely quote, I believe it's by Lao Tzu. It says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your acts. Watch your acts, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. So all that is a trajectory, but it all starts with a thought. And that's the reason why I say that we need to look at ourselves, start with our thoughts. How do we view ourselves? What do we see ourselves as? What do we think we can be, achieve, overcome, and progress through. All that is a thought. The next thing are the words. Positive words are amazing, but sometimes we tell ourselves the direct opposite. There was an experiment that was carried out where uh, a person had two plants, and actually, in those two plants, one was put in the same amount of sunshine, the same quantity of soil, the same kind of seed planted in that um, patch of soil and in the flower pot. And every day, the, this experimenter would go to one of them and just say, oh, you're so lovely, you're beautiful, you're growing well, you're lovely, and said positive things. And to the other one would say, you're stupid, you're rubbish, you're nothing, you're worthless. And just kept going on and on. When the time came for that seed to come and germinate, the way the seed that was being given positive notes and positive words looked compared to the other one was so dramatically different. It looked way healthier. That's one experiment. As if that wasn't enough, I also heard of another experiment, and this was done with bodies of water. So water in a container, 
similar container, one had positive things said to it, the other had negative things said to it. After a few days, the positive water, the water that had received positive words, was looking fine, pretty much okay. The one that was receiving negative words had started to grow moldy, had started to have all kinds of things looking like it was a dangerous thing to even put your finger into. Can you just imagine such a dramatic change despite being in the same environment? That is why it's so important we talk about words. So in terms of our words, what words are you saying to yourself? What words are you allowing people to say to you? What words are you opening yourself up to receiving from, say, media, social media, and even strangers? The world has become a global village now. Someone could send you a message from Australia and you'll get it in India. Someone would send you um, an email from America and you get it in Rwanda. It is such a global village, it's unbelievable. And as a result of that, we are exposed to the goodest and the not so good things. That's the reason why we need to be very mindful. So in terms of words, one of the very important things I like us to do, which is an exercise, and I always tell my clients, please, whenever you are feeling like stressed, burnt out, really stressed out, and you're not seeing yourself, you're not feeling yourself, you're not experiencing the joy in yourself, I want you to take a moment and just go find a mirror. A mirror is beautiful. And what I love about the mirror is if you're able to get a full-length mirror, great. If not, anyone that would show up to your bust is great. Some people may not have that, and they just have like the makeup small mirror that you hold in your hand. If that's what you've got, work with that. The idea is you're going to say words to yourself. You're going to say powerful, empowering, positive affirmations to yourself. And if maybe you struggle to say things like, I am awesome, I am worthy, I'm adorable, I'm, I'm amazing, I'm beautiful, I am empowered. Whatever words that represent who you are or who you strive to be, those are the kind of words you put at the end of I am. Because when you say I am and you put it next to a positive word, you become that. When you put I am next to a negative word, you also become that as well. So start to use those words, talking to yourself, looking yourself in the eye, saying, hey, I see you. I know you. I love you. And because I see you, I know you. I love you. I know you can do great things. That is such a recipe for greatness. Now, if perhaps maybe you, you're not sure of the words, I'm going to put a link in the description that gives the affirmation. So it just takes about one to two minutes and you can go through it per day. You can go through it several times if you decide you want to. And it just gives you different affirmations for different days, positive things you can say to yourself, into your situation, into whatever it is you're going through. Now, the second thing is, the words after words of affirmation is what are the words that you are allowing others to say to you? These others I'm talking about are people in your vicinity. So it could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your parents, your siblings, your friends. It could also be your co-workers as well. 
There are sometimes people say things and it affects you in a way that pushes you on, pushes you to take action, pushes you to do things you should be doing. That's great. But when some people say words and it, all it does is melt you down, all it does is show you how incompetent, how useless, how, and you go on and on with that list, my goodness, then you have need to watch out because those things, those words that are telling you you are not enough, you are you are limited, you are a failure, and all those things, we need to check them. I recall when I was grieving the loss of my father, and I remember at that point I was really ashamed of myself, and my children were very young. They were both under the age of five. I really did not understand what was happening. They did not understand the progress that um, had transpired and even the impact of the grief I was going through. So when, of course, all this was unfolding, they still wanted to be able to play and I wanted to play with them, but I didn't have the energy. So you can see how that grief, that emotional drain affected me physically and mentally such that I didn't have the energy. I didn't feel I was good enough. I felt like a failure. I really called myself a failure. And this is me that had such a good track record when it comes to success. So when I look at myself and look at the mothers I've worked with, I say, my goodness, these are certain things that we experience. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for. So before I go on, I want us to just do something. I want you to hold your hands out. Now, of course, I know that some of you might be listening to me while you're driving. So if you're doing that, please keep your hands on the steering wheel. Okay. But if you're not doing any activity that requires your hands or concentration, I want you to just hold your hands in front of you. And with your hands held in front of you, I want you to just cross them across your shoulder. So the right and hand should be on your right or your left shoulder and your left arm on your right arm or forearm, whichever one is easy for you. The idea is for you to give yourself a hug, like a hug, like tight hug. You should feel like you're hugging yourself. Okay, that's the idea behind it. And just say, I love you. I love you. You can say your name if you want. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, so these are certain things that you can say. When I have noticed people coming into my space and telling me certain things that I know are not empowering, I do some things. So I either ignore them, and you know how easy it is to ignore people, right? Sometimes it's really, really hard. But sometimes you can ignore them, especially if maybe they've sent you a text message, an email. You don't really have to open that email. You don't have to read that text message. You can't, you don't need to address that particular thing that they are throwing in your face, telling you you're not good enough. I've had that many times. I just ignore. For a long time, I could not deal with it. But then I thought, you know what? Your opinion of me is none of my business. And oh my goodness, I love that. It was from Maya Angelou. She said, people's opinion of you is none of your business. So I don't really care anymore what anybody thinks about me because they're entitled to their opinion. Okay? So that's the first one you can ignore. The other one you can do is to either to delete. 
You see, people are able to express their opinions of negativity to you because they have access to you. And if they don't have access anymore because you have deleted them or you have um, removed yourself from proximity with them, then it's going to take a little bit of effort. I know some people are a bit dogged and they will put all their energy to get close to you, to just hurt you. To I know there are people like that, but not everybody is like that. And because we all know that there might be some people like that, that is where you need to bring the third part in. So not just delete, sometimes you block their access. You block their access. Sometimes you need to actually escalate it further. Of course, it depends on what the impact is, ha- what impact it's having on your life, on your well-being and that of your children. So let, let's address this very important thing, which is people's access to us. People's access to giving us their own opinion of us. Okay, so when you have addressed this very important thing, which is, of course, looking at how you are allowing the influence and the words of people to get to you. And these are people, you know, right? You need to move a bit outward now. What about those people who don't really know you? They're not your friends. Maybe they are some distant person on another side of work who you see once in a blue moon or something like that. Such people, unfortunately, they can come across as strangers. And some people have a way of expressing themselves that may not be very helpful to you. Now, don't get me wrong. I like it when people are are blunt, but there's a difference between being blunt and being disrespectful. If you find that you're feeling disrespected, you're feeling disempowered by the words that someone is saying to you, very importantly, please call it out. Call it out. Call it what it is. Don't sweep it. Because the the thing that really causes a lot of stress for mothers, especially mentally and emotionally, is when they think that something has been resolved and it has not been resolved, and it just kind of blows beyond proportion. That is when many mothers get overwhelmed. And we don't want that to happen. And so for that reason, you can try something like this. Now, this is me uh, me telling you from my own experience and from the experience of um, emotional intelligence, which I've got uh, some certification in from um, Goleman, Daniel Goleman. And another very important thing is also looking at the skills that I've acquired over the years as well. Now, when you are looking at interaction with strangers, interaction with people that you're not very familiar with, of course, they have said something. Maybe it could be written. It could be um, verbal, whatever that is. While, of course, it feels good to say, hey, you don't talk to me like that. That could bring some form of confrontation. And you really don't want confrontation. If you're anything like me, I don't like confrontation. But I found that because I did not like confrontation, my nature was that of avoidance. And when I saw confrontation, I avoided it like a plague. But but that left me in a place I did not want to be. Because when I was trying to avoid I did not address issues as they arose. So by the time 
all of them that had been suppressed, all those little issues that had been coming out were now being addressed. Guess what? I got submerged. Can you imagine? When you don't on, on allow the release of events and they are suppressed, the day they come out, it's going to be like a volcanic eruption. And somebody would wonder, but you just said something very simple. It shouldn't really be that hard. Why did you just get upset like that? We need to be very aware. We need to be very mindful. Okay. And that's why we need to allow ourselves to express our emotions rather than suppress it. Suppression is not the best way to handle emotions, especially negative emotions like fear, anger, um, despair, depression, all those things. It's not by suppressing it. So you can express things like, I do not appreciate the way you have spoken to me. I do not appreciate being spoken to that way. I feel rather uncomfortable that you expressed yourself in this form and I would rather prefer you did this. Those are certain ways that I started to learn how to communicate without sounding confrontational. So if you go, you are being mean to me, you are being rude, you are not being nice, you are doing this, that, that and that. That sounds very confrontational. And of course, when you come with confrontation, guess what happens? The other party comes up with confrontation and you're like, you know, all those uh, men that are trying to kind of spar for a fight and they're coming at each other with their chests. That's where you start finding yourself. And you really don't want that. So if you're wanting to kind of come kind of nicely de-escalate it first, but also exert your authority and the third thing is to have a good time uh, progressing and evolving as a human then we need to start putting ourselves in the first um, part of that uh, address by not saying you did this but I felt this way I experienced this when this happened and most of the time maybe a boss may not know, somebody may not know until you tell them. I know someone who was uh, very fond of insulting people and that was just default and he felt it was a plaything. So everyone that came, oh, you're silly, you're stupid, you're this. And I didn't like it. So I avoided this person for a while until finally this person comes and calls my name and starts to say those things. And I said, look, I really do not enjoy being called names. I know you know my name and I know your name. And I would appreciate if we could communicate in that way, that where you are uplifted by my words and I'm uplifted by yours. Can we try that? And that was it. That was how that person refrained from calling names because he or he did not know what was what it was. He did not know what damage, what impact he was putting forth by saying those things. So sometimes you need to actually call it out, okay? So whenever we go through these things, the the thoughts we have, the words we express, the words we expose ourselves to, the words that we um, allow to flow through us from other channels go a long way. Now, the final part I'm going to kind of touch on in relation to words are the words we pick up 
either from the news that's like mainstream media or perhaps from social media. Most people have got a smartphone and your smartphone not only helps you to call, text, mess, do text messages, but you do a whole lot of things, including social media. Most people have got social media on their phones. And when they do have this social media, the proximity to other people is there. And that's great because you need a really lovely global network, um, and which helps you with your understanding and with everything that goes on. However, when your ability to reach more people is allowing people access to your private space, then it becomes a problem. It now becomes a horror story. And um, we need to be aware of what kind of things we desire. We need to be aware of what growth we are aiming for. Because there's a saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. How are you growing today? Ask yourself that question. How am I growing today? And sometimes it could be that I'm growing today by learning how to say no. I'm growing today by learning how to take breaks. Whatever that is for you, it may be different from day to day. It may also be different from person to person. So all these things are things we need to look into. I know you might think, oh, my goodness, this is a lot. But no. You need to ask yourself certain questions. You need to express the kind of thoughts that are empowering and get rid of the ones that are not. The second is you need to be aware of what you are allowing, the words that you're allowing, either the ones you're saying yourself. So you have power over what you can say or what you get to say, because, of course, you can talk about the um Positive affirmations we mentioned earlier. You need to be aware of the words that people are saying to you. Are they empowering you? Are they disempowering you? Sometimes you might have a group of wonderful friends. You grew up together. You learned together. You did things together. But she, this friend of yours, has not been in that uh, space where you're like, oh, okay, I understand where you are at. That friend does not know your growth level now and where you're going and as a result they might be interacting with you with how they knew you 10 years ago you might need to bring them up to speed hey i don't do that anymore or hey i i'm aiming for this now do you want to come with me or do you want to i'll I'll come see you when when i see you okay i recall when um a group of friends of mine and they were just amazing friends, but they were unique in their different ways, but they had a bit of a falling out. Now, of course, I'm not the kind of person that likes having people fall out. So whenever people fall out and they're both my friends, I try to bring them together. So I was trying to kind of help reconcile, understand what had transpired and trying to bring them together. And it was in the process of doing this, that this um, phrase came to me. Some friends, some people are in your life for a reason. Some people are in your life for a season. Think. Perhaps there are some of these people in your life for a season. And rather than you letting them go, letting them be, you are there holding them. And in process of holding them, you're tethering them to your soul, causing pain and discord for you. We don't want that to happen. Okay, and then, of course, we talked about exposure to media and social media and what you can do in terms of those words. 
you can unfollow, unsubscribe, delete, remove, block. <laughs> Those are certain things that you can do because you also have some control in that regard. I mean, not as much of control in certain other things and places, but it's so important that we recognize where we are, where we're going. Okay. I hope this has been useful for you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, I want you to go ahead, follow, download this, listen to it again, take notes and possible journal as well. If you are able to journal, because what happens with journaling is that when you learn something or you hear about something and you journal, it kind of starts to get your creative juices and your thinking mind working and you can start to create and link what was learned to your own personal situation as well so you can get a tailored plan of your well-being now the third thing um i also would like you to please do is to make sure that you share this with other mothers because you never know who's going to hear this and by so doing you will be able to pass this message on. You will be able to reach lots of people. We'll be able to empower mothers globally. And if you are listening to this and you're saying, oh my goodness, I'm enjoying all this content. Don't forget to go to the episode I told you about during the session, The Power of No. That's such a powerful episode. And if you are looking at a situation whereby you say, I'm loving this, I don't know how I can be a part of something bigger. I invite you to be a patron. There are different tiers of being a patron. You can give as much as you want or as little as you want. Please go ahead to the link I will put in the chat and put in the description below with the ways by which you can be a patron of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Thank you so much. And until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.